Show number 79 of the White Rose Resistance Hour with Stuart Howe. I am your host, Stuart Howe, coming to you from North Idaho. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great show. I've got a great guest lined up for you today. You're in crazy, crazy world. Uh, the stuff they're rolling out is just uh, absolutely, well, you know, I think I, I've never ceased to be amazed at what they're trying to get away with here, and in a lot of cases are getting away with. And uh, we've had a few guests on over the last year or so that have uh, had experiences with the police uh, that are less than favorable. And let's just say, you know, the powers that, that shouldn't be, these globalists and the uh, governors and the corrupt politicians, you know, they're not the ones in the field making things happen. Uh, you know, that comes down to law enforcement and order followers. And there's all sorts of those. You know, there are some, some good people that have uh, decided to just go along to get along and roll out whatever it is that they're, uh, you know, up their chain of command has them do. And there's some that won't go along with that. But it's, it's interesting because uh, that dynamic is something that we're going to have to face, whether it's through the healthcare system, the medical system, or the police and criminal justice system, because... At the end of the day, uh, these, you know, potentially good men and women that are working in hospitals or on police forces are rolling out an agenda uh, that is anti-human and very, very unfair. As we can see, it affects us all differently in a lot of different ways. But I've got a great guest for you. He's waiting in the green room right now. Uh, he is a former sheriff's deputy from Benoit County, Idaho, and he's involved in a situation that uh, I'm very pleased to be able to bring to, to light. It's going to be exposed more in the in the time you know ahead of us, uh, but uh, it's no small matter, and it is a good representation of what uh, you know good good people are up against when it comes to corrupt politicians and the law enforcement uh, that work under them and are dishing this stuff out to us. So, without further ado, uh, let me bring in Mike Ingersoll. Mike, are you with us? Here and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. Any friend of Casey Whalen's is a friend of mine, Mike. So yeah, we've got um, a kind of medium-sized segment here. We're going to be, uh, you know, going live until about four twenty. So yeah, just take your time if you could. And I've got a great audience, so go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of let us know a little bit about Mike, and and then uh, you know we'll, we'll get into the situation you're facing. But let us know who you are a little bit, Mike. My name is Mike Ingersoll. I am a farmer rancher. I have my own ranch and stuff. The wife and I, when the children all graduated high school and stuff, we decided that it's time for us to live our dream. And 18 years ago, we moved to uh, Idaho. And we raised beef cattle and stuff. And, oh, it's our dream. And I was asked, approached by the county prosecuting attorney at the time, if I wanted to be a reserve deputy. And I told him I would. I went through the program in uh, 2014. And uh, I went through the same basics as all peace officers do through post. Peace officers standard 
training here in Idaho, and uh, I became a level one reserve deputy. And uh, in January of of 2019, I was hurt at my regular job, and I tore my bicep and rotator cuff. And I finally had uh, my surgery in April, even though it happened in January. They prolonged it, and I got my surgery and everything. And on October 20th of 2019, I was uh, in my driveway uh, on the ranch. We were building phase two of our birthing barn for our cows. I had some friends over and everything, and we were... Uh, attempting to build phase two. And uh, I looked over. I couldn't do anything with them other than supervise and hand them a hammer or something with my right hand. And I noticed two deputies coming down my driveway, two vehicles. And the first one pulled up. His name is Brandon Van Adder. And he stepped out of the vehicle and uh, asked me if I had my uh, sheriff's jacket. And I told him I didn't think so because uh, some time ago we had a fire. My wife was taking uh, uh, three, six cow-calf pairs and a yearling to uh, another pasture. And we had the turbo go out of the truck, and it caught on fire and incinerated the cab, which I kept all my uh, reserve deputy stuff in there, where when I go to work I would just drive my truck and all my stuff was in the back. But I said, I would look. He says, do you have your badge? I said, yes, I have my badge. It's in my truck. So I went and got it out of the console. And then he once again asked me if I had my uh, jacket. I said, I'm, if memory serves me right, I believe it burned up in the truck. Everything was in the truck. I said, but I will look and see. So I went in my closet. He followed me in the house, uninvited. He followed me in my house, and I opened my closet, and I looked in there, and I did not see my jacket. I said, it burned up in the in the truck fire. And he says, well, I need those. He, point, he pointed to my long sleeve and short sleeve deputy shirt, and uh, I said, uh, what's this all about? And he turned around, and I had another badge that I put on my uniform uh, when I'm on duty. He took that, too. Then we walked out in the hall, and he started explaining to me, who's your 300-pound friend? I'm like, what? I said, I don't have a friend that weighs 300 pounds. He says, well, says we've the sheriff's department and Game and Fish has numerous complaints about you harassing people and flashing your badge and stuff. I said, I've been nowhere. I was hurt at work on January. I said, the only place I've been is at the hospital, the surgeon, the rehab. I've been nowhere south. He once again asked me, who's your 300-pound friend? I told him, you have the wrong guy. I don't have a friend that meets that. So my wife walked in the door from outside, and I said, honey, come listen to this. And he once again repeated it to her. She said, Mike's been nowhere. He's been in surgery. He's been at the surgeon. He's been in rehab. He's been therapy. He's been everywhere but where you're, you're even thinking. 
And uh, he says, well, you're going with me. I'm like, what? And he says, no, I'm taking you in. So I walked into the living room and unloaded my pockets and my phone and everything, and he cuffed me. He put me in handcuffs and arrested me, and Deputy Pulley, his assistant, his backup cover officer, read me my rights. So we went out out of the house into the driveway uh, on our property, and he threw me in the back seat, and I noticed my friends that were there to help us build phase two of the barn were threw their arms up and were like, what? Seriously? What? So I there again got a ride into 600, which is the sheriff's department uh, jail and everything there in St. Mary's. So I got out of the car. We went upstairs. I was put in holding. And uh, next thing you know, uh, I was ready to be booked. So they came and got me in. They went and did fingerprints and stuff and I was sitting there observing the paperwork, and I looked at the booking deputy, and I said, hey, man, I wasn't picked up in Four Corners. He said, he picked me up in my driveway. He said, well, i got to put what the deputy put down. I'm like, that's wrong for audio and video, which when you are processed, it is under audio and video. And I said, just for the record, I was not picked up in Four Corners. So anyway... I was put it placed in solitary confinement and uh, just sitting there wondering what in the world is going on here. So <clears throat> directly, my wife had called uh, Sheriff Resser, Dave Resser, who was on uh, vacation, and asked him, say, what's going on here? He says, well, I don't know. I said, I, I heard Mike was picked up. And she said, yeah, you got the wrong guy. He says, well, says, uh, let me call over there. So he called over there and told Brandon to bring me home, release me and bring me home. So I'm standing, I, I was still in solitary, and next thing you know, the, the jailer come in and said, hey, man, grab your stuff, you're, you're leaving. I said, what, I've been released? He says, yeah. So I put my clothes all back on and stuff when standing out in the hallway, and Van Etter came out and... Uh, told me, he said, hey, looks like I need to do some more investigating. And I'm like, huh? And I said to myself, you think? So I got a ride home, and a bunch more of my friends had showed up in the driveway and stuff. And um, that was the end of that. But uh, my, my face was posted three times. My booking, three times an innocent person who had done nothing, your your mugshot is placed on mobile patrol, which is nationwide, for being innocent. And I'm like, holy moly. But the charges that he tried to put against me, face me with, were impersonating a peace officer. What? When I was hurt, I called Dave Resser and explained what had happened and told him I could not go into 600. Even though I was a reserve deputy, I was volunteer. He said, no problem. You know, we got you covered. Don't worry about it. Just get well so you can come back. Okay. 
He also charged me with kidnapping in the second degree. I'm like, that ain't, well, that's, I didn't do anything. Then he charged me with aggravated assault with a firearm. I'm like, what? So, needless to say, when I called Resser and told Dave Resser, when you get back, you need to bring me all the statements. You need to bring me the, everything that you've got. I says, because you got the wrong guy. He said, I know that. Oh, a couple days after Dave Resser got back from vacation, uh, he came to the house. And uh, he was sitting there at the table. He brought some of the evidence and statements and stuff and everything else. It still not it did not implicate me whatsoever, and uh, he said he was going to file charges against the reporting party, the person that made the report that in fact this did happen to, for filing a false police report. I'm like what? This obviously happened to somebody. This is not made up. This is this is a fact. Yeah, Mike, my, my first question is, did these complaining parties ever look at you and say, no, that's not the guy? I was never named. My name was never brought up in any of the reports. The reporting party on his statement to the deputy that he filled out and, and gave him Never had my name, never had my phone number. The name and the number were not mine. They were another deputy who is level two. And he... Did he have a 300-pound friend? Well, I wonder if there was another another person uh, that actually maybe did commit these incidents and did in fact have a a 300 pound friend because that apparently was not you mike are you there sam i think maybe we lost mike there Either that, if you lost me, if somebody could check in by Skype, let me know if we have audio up and if we still have our guest. Well, folks, if you can hear me, we've got some technical issues here. We're going to straighten those out. I'll be right back with you. Yeah, yeah, I went uh, went to silence there. Mike, are you there? Yeah, I don't have Mike with us. We can get Mike back. I'm not sure what happened. Okay, thank you. Yeah, folks, we seem to have lost Mike there. I wonder if there was another party that might fit uh, the description that was given 
for him, someone else who had a 300-pound friend. But uh, we seem to have lost Mike. We're going to try to get him back here for you. So until that happens, I, I hope everybody's good out there. I hope everybody is avoiding the vaccine, the injections, and everybody's family is good. It's uh, kind of a wild time out there. Wherever you're at, I invite you to call in. We've got a couple of call-in numbers here in case we did lose our guest. Our call-in numbers are 512-248-8252 and 800-313-9443. Feel free to call in. Let us know what's going on where you are, wherever you are in the world. What's going on with you would be great to hear about. And we're trying to get Mike back on the on the line right now. I'll let you know what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, things in North Idaho are, are really kind of quiet. It's actually kind of the calm between storms. This um, forced vaccination thing, this injection thing seems to have calmed down a little bit. And, uh, and it's just a beautiful place to be up here. I know it's not the case everywhere in the country. So feel free to call in. We'd love to talk to you about it. We're trying to get Mike back on the line here. Uh, and that's it. Those call-in numbers again are 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. And 512-248-8252. So, yeah, we're going to see if we can get Mike back on here. Yeah, I'm not really sure why they accused him. Uh, if the... Uh, Charges were valid against some other person, some person it sounds like who had a 300-pound friend, but they've gone after Mike. Now, who's you know, as you can tell by the sound of him, he's just a great guy, and they've gone after him, and uh, seems to be a you know kind of a corrupt situation he's facing. So we're going to see if we can help spread the word here, get word out, get some support for him. Looks like we're going to be going to break in a minute, but I encourage anybody to call in who's out there listening. And would like to call in. Uh, other, oh great, Mike! Hey, it looks like we lost you there for a minute. Yeah, I did. I don't know what happened. This is my first time on the radio, but I tell you what, I, something's going on. Might be my yeah. cell phone because I live in rural America. Right, right. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. This other person, you think there may be actually a guilty party? The somebody with oh, a three hundred a three hundred pound friend, but they went after you and. They're sticking to their guns, didn't they? Kind of, you know, refuse to completely back away from you, even though it seemed pretty obvious it was it was not you. Well, yeah, well, the yeah. mo never did fit, and I, it wasn't my my business card, and it wasn't my phone number. That's what's ridiculous. It's crazy. He didn't do any investigation. He's incompetent. And the thing is, is you could see on the business card it wasn't me, and you could. Look at the phone number. It wasn't me because my phone number is in dispatch, and everybody knows me at the at the department. So I'm like, seriously, interesting. Anyway, wow. Well, we're going to go anyway, to break here in just a minute. It looks like we're okay. going to take a, a scheduled break at 4:20. When you come back, we'll flush it out a little bit more. But yeah, it's really uh, it's amazing how how they will stick together and, and stay with prosecuting somebody even though it's not the uh, right thing to do. So everybody hang with us. We'll see you on the other side of the break when the White Rose Resistance Hour returns on RBN. 
For the past 14 years, it's been my privilege to host the National Intel Report on RBN, to offer a platform to interview exceptional guests, to provoke critical thought, and examine evidence, whether real, fake, or somewhere in between, and allow our audience to call in and participate with your input and questions in order to help us all reach an educated decision and arrive at our own truth. Our world has changed. It's now been turned on its head. Real is now considered fake and mainstream fake is now pushed as real, rather than any clear thinking, consensus, or rationale. Those few remaining beacons of light, the ones still shining through the mainstream media lies, propaganda, and deception, are being viciously attacked at every level through attempts at censorship, threatening advertisers, jailing hosts, and even killing journalists brave enough to speak the truth to you. We are in a war for our very freedom and existence, and through these despicable acts, freedom haters, collectivists, and communitarians have shown they will stop at nothing to blot out these last few beacons of light. Truth is becoming increasingly more difficult to unmask, just as the term unmasking itself is spoken by those usually anonymous sources. They promote their lies, wishing to mask the truths by ignoring it, vilifying it, or conspiratorializing it into a black hole abyss. Regrettably, RBN has reached reached the the tipping point, point, and through internal audit and actuarial review, it has now been determined that the only life raft of survival to this network is to go the way of PBS, that being audience-supported like a cornered animal. The left with veracity is pulling out all the stops with every effort to effectively blacken our beacon forever. Help us, folks. Help yourselves. Don't let our light stop shining. Our motto has always been, because you can handle the truth. It's time to review your budget, folks. If you want the truth to keep flowing through RBN, go to republicbroadcasting.org and become a regular monthly donor of 30, 40, 50, or 100 or more a month and ensure you keep the truth flowing. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Meanwhile, back in the year one, when you belonged to no one, you didn't stand a chance, son. If your pants were undone. Cause you were bred for humanity And sold to society One day you'll wake up In the present day A million generations removed from expectations Of being who you really want to be Skating away, skating away, skating away, all the thing 
nice of a new day. Welcome back to show number 79 of the White Rose Resistance Hour with Stuart Howe and my guest, Mike Ingersoll. Hey, Mike, before we went to break, we were talking about the charges leveled against you, how it clearly wasn't you. Uh, we've got a short segment here. We're going to go um, well until about, uh, we will go to, well, we've got about eight or ten minutes here. So what is what is your thinking on this? What do you think happened? I don't know. I really don't know. You'd have to ask the deputy, the perpetrator who dreamt all this stuff up and tried to charge me with or anything. But once they get, once the sheriff brought me the information, come to find out this person, the reporting party who made this, comp- this complaint to the department about what had happened to him, him and he went home after his hunting trip. He'd been down there for 30, going down there for 30 years. And this is the first time that he'd ever had an altercation like this. Him and his wife decided to call to make a report. And he called dispatch and told dispatch what had happened to him. And then the rest is all downhill. But the thing is, is once I'd gotten all the evidence and stuff and everything from the sheriff himself, whom was going to go to the paper, the local paper, and issue a statement in regards to me? It, we, what he wrote, we were totally un, unacceptable as far as my wife and I. And uh, he denies he ever was going to do that, but I have proof where he gave me the thing that he was going to print in the paper. So it, it's it's just. A, a big old mix-up of spaghetti, and well, I decided, yeah, I decided, you know what, I'm done with them. They're incompetent. So I hired me an attorney, and we filed on them, and then po- uh, uh, ICRIMP, which is the insurance company for all the sheriff's departments and stuff, um, and law enforcement and everything, they offered me $5,000 to go away. And I told my attorney, I said, it's not about the money. It's about the code of ethics, everything that they've they've been against and they've broken to people, myself included. I said, no. Then it went a little while longer and they offered me $10,000. And I once again told my attorney, you don't understand. This is not about the money. It is about the conduct, the ethics, and everything else against this department. I said they're they're fake. They're they're running around rogue. They're accusing people of stuff and everything else. I said it's not right. My dad was a peace officer for El Paso for 23 years. He retired because he got hurt on the job. This this is not right. So. I told him, the uh, attorney, I said, it's not about the money. He referred me to a private investigator whom I hired, whom went over to uh, the sheriff's department, St. Mary's and everything else, and did his private investigating. He went to the courthouse, and lo and behold, what did he discover? Oh, my goodness. This deputy, Van Adder, 
is a convicted felon. Mm. He defrauded, his brother and him defrauded an insurance company of a vehicle. What had happened is the brother bought a brand new Toyota pickup truck with the deferred payments. When it came time to make the payment, him and his brother got together and called two girls to follow. The girls were to follow him up on the hill and give him a ride back to town. So the two brothers got in the in the vehicle and drove up the up the road to destroy the vehicle. The brother who bought the vehicle made the attempt to destroy it. He failed. The deputy. So yeah, I was going to say these guys have no credibility. Correct. And what he, the brother who became the deputy, did the deed. The girls wow. gave him a ride back to town. The sheriff's department at the time, Tim Ashbury was a deputy who did the investigation. And wow. Save that till the other side of the break. We'll be right back. We've got a, a call-in guest holding, too. Now, we'll bring him in with a question, okay. if you like. But, yeah, they, they clearly have no credibility there. Thanks, Mike. Wait right there. We'll see you right on the other side of the break with the White Rose Resistance Hour on RBN. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Biden announced pardons for marijuana possession. I'm Peter Serafine with today's Liberty Minute. Yesterday, Biden announced pardons for citizens convicted federally of possession of marijuana or convicted in Washington, D.C. Pardons do not apply to any other offense or to non-citizens. Biden also urged governors to do the same in their state. This mass pardon event might be a political stunt, something of an October surprise. But it also might be the best thing Biden has done. This is a prison release that I can actually get behind. I don't think anyone should be in prison for a non-violent, victimless crime. Although an administration official said that there was currently nobody in federal prison solely for possession of marijuana, I'm sure the 6,500 people with federal convictions on record appreciate pardons. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until tomorrow, Cephas Pashem, Parabellum. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 
417-932-6419. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. We are going into the second half of the show here, now show number 79 for the White Rose Resistance Hour on RBN, and uh, yeah, so we, uh, we've got a long segment here, and before we went to break, uh, Mike Ingersoll was telling us about the uh, former conviction, convicted, uh, sounds like a felony, for one of the, the people that was involved in basically plotting against him. It's this pretty twisted plot there. It, uh, looks like we have a call in, and I'm uh, hoping it's okay if we uh, we take this call in. You might have a question for you, Mike. What do you think? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, Mike in Kentucky. Are you still with us? Yeah, I am. I called initially because it sounded like you were having a lot of technical problems and needed somebody. Uh, my sentiment or, or perspective is, it seems like, and and being in law enforcement. Uh, when you make some sort of a charge or arrest. It seems like it's a cultural thing or it's a strategy that you have to come up with something to charge them with or else you're leaving yourself open to a liability, a false arrest, like you like you are trying to point out. You know, you're you're mugshot, you're you know, you're being labeled as a criminal and that's a tort. So the habit of law enforcement is to try to make sure there's something that they can get you with. Is that not true? What? Well, there's nothing. I was innocent. I proved that in mediation, and um, they dropped everything. Well, the sheriff dropped everything before anything as far as mediation. He gave me a letter that he was going to post in the, uh, the local paper exonerating right. me from anything. And they tried to claim it's mistaken identity. Yeah, right. I was running around uh, on ride-alongs and everything else with all the deputies. How do you mistake an identity? And then he had the business card and the phone number of the man who did this to the victim. Well, where you got lawyered See? up and you had a you had a 
you know, had enough resources to actually hire uh, a fairly resourceful lawyer that knows how to file all these, you know, writ of mandamus, habeas corpus, da da da, you know, all the Latinese legalese stuff. I think it spooked them. But the average individual that gets in this sort of trouble does not have these kind of resources. They don't know the double super secret handshake and have the dream team of lawyers. So the average individual has not a lot of recourse other than to make a deal with some kind of a lesser yeah. charge. I know a guy here locally that got charged with two counts of kidnapping, was facing five to ten years in prison each count because his property was being vandalized, and they sent two prominent family members, you know, lower, like peon people up oh. there, to drive into his property at like one o'clock in the morning. He calls the cops up on 911, and his wife calls the cops, I should say, because they were, and this has been a while back, it's like 20 years ago, they were rich yeah. enough to afford a cell phone back then, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cops showed up, he's holding them, he made them lay down on the ground, holding them with a BB gun on the ground. They were at his oh. property on a construction site at 1 o'clock in the morning, and he had repeated vandalism, which he'd reported to the police. They charged him with two counts of kidnapping. He ended up having to take uh, what you call it, uh, uh, anger management classes, and it cost him a fortune and a lawyer. Uh, and he had a lot of resources for. It. He ended up leaving the state. His wife got divorced and all this sort of stuff. And they ran him out of this town, basically. I think well, because he was. That's you know, so sad. You well, that's a that's a legal profession. Right. You have a constitutional right. When you're sworn in, you have to uphold the Constitution of the United States. You have to, up to uphold the one of your state. And for your constitutional right is your property is your property. If nobody has the right to trespass on your property without your permission. I had a sworn That's officer it. tell me, and this is a high-ranking officer who's been a member of about three different law enforcement agencies. Basically, I told him, I said, I think the Fourth Amendment's dead. And he said, you're right. Fourth Amendment is yep. dead. And I said, how arrogant the oath, then, when these people get sworn into office, how arrogant is that oath? Yep. You have to hold your hand on the Bible you guys, when you swear it in. Now, you guys are both uh, very experienced with law enforcement. Please help me understand, help all of us out here listening understand why there's such a high percentage of officers of the law that knowingly will do the wrong thing. I mean, at some point in both of these situations that you both just described, uh, these officers knew or should have known or, or could easily have been surmised that they were doing the wrong thing, yet they stayed the course. So I think it's probably important to talk about why there are so many officers who are, you know, obviously, uh, you know, average or above intelligence that are willing to go along uh, with this wrongdoing. Well, in this situation that I'm talking about, everybody was allowed to stand down. Nobody was arrested, but they took the situation before the grand jury. Of, and the grand jury charged this guy with two counts of kidnapping. And the wow. deal that he had to make was anger management classes, you know. But, I mean, his property, he, he had already been ripped off. $600,000 in construction supplies had been ripped off, and he caught the people in it. And so he decided he was going to fight that and get his money back because his, his construction project already cost, like, instead of 600000 it cost $1.4 So he had lost a lot of money on this project. 
And then they started vandalizing it. So he decided he's going to catch who's, uh, you know, doing it. Him and his wife tried to catch him. Well, um, he wasn't oh. local. She was. And, and the, you know, basically they ran this guy out of town because I think he was a threat to the local establishment. And oh. uh, this is the way they play these games to manipulate the system, you know. And oh. I think it happens One all of- over the place. One of my most favorite things is if you Tom Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever album, Don't Back Down. If yep. you're right, you know it. Don't back down. Go at them full throttle with law, with everything. These these law enforcement that are not current on their constitutional rights of people. That is first and foremost. I think they they have high confidence. I think they have high confidence that they have the lawyers and the resources to bleed anybody dry that fights them. Just about anybody. Oh, man. Because the Constitution, uh, 1873, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that any laws that are repugnant to the Constitution, are null and void. Which Constitution is That's that, the U.S. The cons- they're trying to make it that way. But any laws that are adhered to the Constitution are null and void. Well, when you start reading some of these academics, these eggheads on the law campuses, the law professors and the people that get their thesis eye for their doctorate of juris doctorate, they yeah. have the philosophy that the 14th Amendment was a whole new deal. You remember Franklin Delano Roosevelt claimed that he had a new deal. Well, the real new deal was the 14th Amendment. It's like a whole second set of government. And you're, yeah, you're like something in yeah. defective status. You don't have a true status of a, of a state citizen anymore because of that damn 14th Amendment. They have, they have yeah, they, ruled it they de facto. Yeah. Well, you're they like some kind of a non-merit. You're a non-merit employee of Congress or something. I don't know what they've done. Yeah, you're you're nothing. I mean, the Constitution goes back to our forefathers, and well, then the rules and everything else that that we are held to. Anything to be. that is above and beyond is, is null and void. And well, I've heard that the Supreme Court pro- actually ruled that we're not a party to the Constitution. The Constitution was a was a compact between the several states to make the federal mm-hmm. government. And so we're not even as an yeah. individual living, breathing man upon the soil, which is the old school of thought for what you are as a natural person, you're not a party to the Constitution. And they've contracted mm-hmm. you out of your state rights. You know, your your status yeah. in your state constitution has been, you've, you've been conned into being a, uh, a non-married employee of Congress, and you're just a resident of the area where yeah. you were born in. I don't know. It yeah. seems like there's a lot of sleight of hand, you know, magician's tricks going on to where the Constitution is, is uh, you know, we all salute that and say the Pledge of Allegiance and take our hat off when the flag marches by in the parade, but it's like a facade. It, it gets The more you look at it, the harder it is to argue that the Muslims might be right. This is the great Satan. Yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to doing the right thing, which is what they're trying to do with the uh, 
the federal constitution and our state constitutions as well. And we need law enforcement to, to be on the same page with that. And well, you brought a, a lot of great points. I want to thank you for All calling right, well, in. We're going to let you go. We've got another call holding Tom in Utah on line five. Tom, are you with us? Pattern in practice. Pattern in Tom, practice. Are you, Tom, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I sure can. Welcome to the show, Tom. Did you have something to add, or did you want to ask a question of Mike Ingersoll? What Mike has been through is a pattern in practice. In the last 20 years, I've been involved in defending people as a, you know, as a pathologist. But that also got me into all areas. Right now, I'm dealing with an individual who was charged with obstruction of justice because he couldn't remember the address of his brother-in-law. He was accused of arson. You can see that if you just go to TomInUtah.com. But this poor gentleman, handicapped, disabled, because he could not explain himself well to the police. They said, well, he's a liar. And then when he couldn't even give a, an address of somebody he hadn't had contact with in five or, five or ten years, they added the charge of obstruction of justice all to cover their, their incompetence. Oh, so, my God. Uh, it's pathetic. And yet this gentleman, like yourself, had been a volunteer police officer. He worked in the search and rescue, was qualified to, to, in the police background check, yet when they went into his police records, there were all kind of records attached to his name that was not even his. So I understand, Mike, the same horror that you've been through, at least vicariously through these people that I've had to be an expert witness in their cases. My head so is this, off to you for helping them. Well, Cleon Skousen was a mentor of mine. So was Sheriff Richard Mack. In fact, Richard and I are still friends right now. And awesome. Bo Grites from your area, right? Uh huh. There, there, so, there's a lot of good officers out there. There are, and it's why these ones that go rogue and make, you know, laws to themselves and accuse you and stuff. Those people need to be gone. They need to weed them out because you don't want to call the sheriff's department nowadays because you don't know what's going to happen. If you have a home invasion or if you have anything going on, are you going to be the one accused of it? Did you entice them to come into your house? You know, the fact of the matter is you cannot read what it is. I called dispatch because I have a burglar. I have somebody breaking in my home. I need help. Uh -huh. And well, yet they show up brother, and they want to arrest you. Even my brother-in-law left employment of Salt Lake City Police because he said there is so much corruption. You have these good officers that are trying to do their, their duty and do right, but the whole system is corrupted by one or two bad apples. And the problem is, is they, they pull together to cover each other's sins, which is, right. which is really stupid of them because that gives them a bad reputation, and nobody wants to cooperate with you. Anyway, right. I just want to tell you, you're not alone in this experience. I, I'm thankfully, you know, I'm the bystander 
looking at this, but especially when they go after somebody who qualifies under the American Disabilities Act, and they're charging oh. that individual and accusing him of things that his disability automatically limits him in his skill. They have no problem That's... putting a disabled person in jail for life. 52 counts of oh. aggravated arson is what they're charging my, my uh, defendant. Wow. Anyway. Well, thank you, Tom. You thank you a, for calling in. We appreciate it. If you get a chance, go to Tom in Utah.com and it'll take you right to the Meadows Fire case. Well, thank you. See this for in, calling in. See this in. And call me if you would. I'd like to sh understand more of your case, especially since okay. I have friends up in that area. Well, we're going to have Mike Thank give you. out his information here. Mike, um, how can people uh, help you? How can we get you some support? Where can people go to uh, to be of assistance? It sounds like there still might be some stuff hanging over your head here. Are you are you done with this, or have they uh, have they not actually uh, exonerated you, and have the charges not all been dropped? All the charges have been dropped. I'm exonerated. I have nothing against me. The fact of the matter is, this should not happen, excuse me, <clears throat> to anyone else. Exactly. Anyone. Nobody. Exactly. You're innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Amen. They Amen to that. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to work. All right. Hey, we're going to let, uh, let our caller, current caller go. We've got a, one last call to take here. We've got Ray in Utah on line one. Ray, are you with us? Yes, thank you. Are you there? Yeah. We're here. Okay, now. Oh, good. Okay, now, I never heard the end of your story. These two sheriffs, they should have got fired. Uh, and, and and they were criminals. They they, they were involved in, in a in, in a scam to uh, scam the insurance company of their vehicle. And, and um, yeah, whatever happened in the rest of your story? Hey, just to let you guys okay. know, we've got a break coming up here in just a couple minutes. So when you hear the music come up, we're going to fade out, and uh, that'll be close to the end of the show. So just a heads up, when you hear the music, we're going to go to commercial. But uh, go ahead, Mike. Okay. Yeah. I've been exonerated from all charges. My private investigator uncovered Pandora's box in regards to this deputy defrauding an insurance. It is currently we have uh, post peace officer standards training on call right now. My attorney sent him a, a certified mail and an email. All right, we'll be right back, folks. We'll be right back to close out the show on the White Rose Resistance Hour on RBN. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing brawn, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic because we're still here i'm not taking the vaccine 
Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Extendivite really works. Here's just a few testimonials from Amazon. Patricia, excellent herbal formula. I use Extendivite to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Brian, I'm using Extendivite, and for me, it has made a world of difference. God made all these nutrients in the ground. Enough said. Cammie, five stars. I feel a lot of energy since I started taking Extendivite. TR, five stars. All I can say is Extendivite works. Buy it, try it and see for yourself. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with of show number 79 of the White Rose Resistance Hour on RBN. Uh, I'm your host, Stuart Howe, and I've got our guest, Mike Ingersoll, with us. And before we went to break, it kind of snuck up on us there. Mike, you were uh, just kind of finishing things up, so we've got about three minutes left in the show. I really appreciate you coming on. You've been a great guest, and uh, it's a good lesson for everybody to learn to be very careful dealing with law enforcement and, uh, you know, how to, you know, kind of uh, stand up to them and uh, make them uh, accountable. And hopefully they can follow yeah. uh, our Constitution. But with the three minutes left, uh, what would you like people to know, or uh, you know, how can we, uh, you know, how can we support you, or what would you like people to know before we close out the show here? Okay, if you get hold of Casey Whalen and help them out, do the things that they're doing as far as reporting this, as far as being a freelance and stuff. I would greatly appreciate that. In closing here, it is currently in peace officers training in Idaho, and in their rules, it's anything with uh, a crime of deceit. Uh, You're ineligible. Brandon is Dave Resser's 
ex-son-in-law, he made two attempts to become a deputy, and they declined him. Then they went back and had it expunged. We're currently trying to find out that information and stuff. But it states blatantly in their their rules that if if you've been in any kind of a, a felony or anything else, you're ineligible. They red flagged him twice. The third time they had it expunged, they should have never let him be a deputy. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, currently, it's in post under investigation, and we hope and pray that they do decertify him, and he's gone. He's gone. So hopefully he forfeits everything that he's worked for and everything else, just like he's done to other people, myself included. Hmm. Well, yeah. But get hold of Casey Whalen. Yeah, Casey Whalen, great guy. He's our mutual friend there. I know he's had some trouble staying on uh, YouTube. I believe his YouTube channel's in jeopardy now, but his work is available on Odyssey, I believe. So uh, do a search for him on Odyssey. Uh, hopefully he'll get on the yeah. shoot as well. But yeah, Casey Whalen is doing great work up here, and I appreciate him helping you out and helping me out as well. So any support we could uh, send Casey's way is always a good thing. Well, yeah, so in closing... I'd like to thank you very much for coming on the show with us and glad you made it through uh, the situation there and are helping everybody's awareness, you know, to be very, very careful dealing with, uh, you know, these situations. And yeah, so it's a, uh, it's, you having a nice spring down there? Is the weather pretty good? Cause it sure is nice up here. I'm about an hour North of you. Uh, we're down South and uh, it's, it's been, it's been beautiful, but we're supposed to be getting rain here for long. Starting yeah. next week. And what's your thoughts so on winter? winter is upon us. You think we're going to have a big uh, snowy winter like last year? No, they say that we're not, but that, uh, hope for the best, but expect the worst in the ranching exactly. industry. That's a good note to leave on. Well, Mike, thank you very much for coming on the show, folks. Have a good week. Uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. God willing, and the river don't rise. So I love you. Be well, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. And as you really have to pray Looking for a sign that the universal minds Has written you into the passion play Skating away Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site.
It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth.